Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the El Nino podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. So I want to just say what's up to everybody and thank you to everybody who's been sharing, who's been subscribing, who's been showing uh, support. Um, it's definitely making a difference. I've been meeting so many good people. I've been getting so many invites to so many different festivals and just events that's going on. Freestyle. What we got? Uh, uh, Sombra, what we got? The uh, Corridos Festival. With hip-hop the, the Hip-Hop Corridos Festival. These boys gave me a booth over there. We're going to have uh, Detroit Aztec boys there. They're going to be doing their tattoos. And you know me, I'm going to just be all the way live. But man, yeah, we got a good we got a good show today, man. We got some brothers, man, that yeah. that I done befriended along my path and my journey, and I'm excited to have them here, and I'm excited for them to be able to share their journeys with you guys, man. So from Detroit Aztec Tattoo, uh, we got my brother uh, Cruz over here, and my man Slick, man. What's up, mi gente? Que te pasa, coño? Comandamos, comandamos. Man, everything is good, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just. Really been a privilege to be able to meet with you guys, you know what I'm saying, and have you guys on the show, share your stories, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, uh, you know the, the good, the bad, the ugly, man, you know what I'm saying, because we all been through shit to get to where we at today, and, you know, a lot of people look at where you at today, and they think, oh, man, they doing good, but you don't know what a guy went through to get here, you know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. but, and, and I love utilizing our stories to help other people grow. You know, to open up their minds and change their perspectives about things, to inspire and motivate other people as well. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's, it's a lot of people that need to hear stories, bro, because, uh, you know, a lot of people get lost in the sauce, especially during this pandemic, yeah, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people lost themselves. You know what I mean? I know the courts are flooded with a lot of divorces, you know what I'm saying? But Man, on the bright crazy. side of things, there's men like myself who are getting ready to get married and, you know, something I'm good excited line, about looking line, forward to. You know what I mean? Bro. Congratulations yeah. and good luck. Thank you, thank you, bro. You guys gonna be there at the yeah, corner man. ballpark, baby. You know what yeah. time it is. <laughs> hey, so Cruz, man, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, man. Where you from? Yo soy de León, Guanajuato. Donde la vida no vale nada. Ta cabrón. Ta cabrón. Pero yo vine. Cuando yo tenía 16 años, me vine para acá. Y aquí es donde han, he nacido y he crecido lo que soy. Detroit Aztec. That's right, boy. Aztecas That, por mexicanos. Mis hijos son de, de, de Detroit Aztec también. <coughs> Todos los de que son aquí es Detroit Aztec. ¿Por qué? Mm -hmm. Porque su papá y su mamá es aztecas. Sí, somos. Y de aquí nacieron y así, aquí crecimos. So, aquí vivimos igual mis hijos. Aquí estamos. No, seguro, sangre mexica que no. ¿eh? Aire mexica. <risa> That's dope, man. That's dope. You know? Eso es donde vengo y, y todo lo que pasé para venir para acá. Es pura historia de cuando cruzas la frontera ilegalmente. Y tú sabes. Listen, bro. Hay gente, there's people, they can't even fathom what it takes to migrate. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about to come over here as an illegal immigrant. The suffering, the suffering, the loss that they had to go through to get over here. You know, no matter what your opinion or perspective is about migration, it's been happening for hundreds and thousands of years. You know what I'm saying? Civilizations have been moving from coast to coast, from country to country, from one side of the earth to the other. 
You know what I'm saying? But in, in, in my people's journey, in this brother's journey, what he had to go through to get here, you know what I'm saying? Uh, risking your freedom, risking yeah. risking your right. life, your well-being, right. you your health. Know. You never know if you you get here or not. Just when you're crossing the the border is is way different. It's no, you don't see just you don't know if you go cross it, you can die. It's that way. Yeah. Crossing from the river, crossing from the train, crossing from every the desert, police. everything, everywhere. The cartels, the, the coyotes, coyotes you know, they lost you. They, they, you got lost in the desert. You can die. You never come to the United States. And then even getting it's over here is not a guarantee. You going through all this shit. Mm. I've heard so many cases of, of rape, women getting raped. Yeah. Oh yeah. Men getting killed. Men, these people are working harder, have their family help them with the money, and then and then they take the money, they steal the money, yeah. and kill them because. Love life has no value over the, there. Over there you value. know, the water is not value. You, you are just like a, a una, como se dice, como si no es un pollo, like mercancía. Yeah. Es todo. Eres una mercancía. Yeah. So, no les importa tú, no les importas tú, no les importa nadie más que el dinero. They look at people as profit. The money. That's it. You know, and and whatever they got in their pocket is what they worth. This is the dream true come true to me. What I was thinking, I don't know who we, who I be when my in my life because I was you know everybody we on the wrong path. Kinda we take it the wrong path, but we had to go straight. Y es como empezaron los tatuajes. Los tatuajes a mí me salvaron. La vida por de ir al de irme a desviarme el tatuaje me salvó a mí. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. So who like who who got you into that? Like who got you into the whole? Who got you into it? Like who did you look up to? Like what did you start out paint, spray painting walls? Were you tagging in school? Like so when you when you when you first of all when your family when you came over to the border when you crossed the border over here where did you go? Where did you migrate to? And then how did you land in Detroit? Did you have family over here? Were they waiting on you? I mean, because... The only person that had my brother. Okay. My brother, Sandwich. We come in the fields. So, you, we started in the fields. Working in el pinche campo. Que decías tú, que pasó en el pinche campo todo el día en el sol. Pero, en fin, ese, ese estaba... Estuvo bueno. Fue una, una historia buena. Y en el 97 llegué aquí... Y en el 2008, en el, llegué a Michigan, a Lawrence, Michigan. Lawrence, Michigan? Lawrence, yeah. Okay. Y después en el 98 me vine, me vine para acá, me vine para los Detroit y aquí sigo. En el 2001 empecé a, a tattooing. I never think I was tattooing because I never, I don't like drawings, I don't like doing nothing. But you it was my destiny. It was my destiny because oh, yeah. in the school, I don't want, like, they give me the art class and I re I refuse it. And that, Why? that same day, I don't know. I don't know how to draw, so fuck it. You know, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do nothing but drawings. Just I like hang out and, and do stupid things. Okay. But one of my friends come to Yale. And I look at him, he was drawing so good in, in pen. Okay. So 
but he came from jail. So my mom was teenager, you know, I want to like, oh, I want to be in jail so I can start like tattooing, drawing. Yeah, that's like crazy. That. It's that's crazy, crazy because yeah. you got that mentally, you want to be in jail. When it's, it's not, it's not a mentally, you have to be in jail yeah. to, to do tattoos, to do drawings, to, you don't have to be there. Pero como tu crees que la gente se acostumbra a ese mentalidad? You know what I'm saying? Para aceptar eso, que eso está bien. You know what I mean? The normalizing. We're talking about normalizing a mentality and a behavior that is practiced in urban neighborhoods all across the country. You know, the criminal, the criminal mind state. You know, to think that even even like when I became a young gang member, I knew three things that I was that was for sure. Either I'm going to kill somebody, somebody's going to kill me, or I'm going to prison. That's right. And I was willing to accept all of those things because to me, those are things that were in line and, and, and coordinated with the concept of what made us a man. You know what I'm saying? What made us a real homie, a real homie, you know, from the neighborhood, a real gangster. You know what I'm saying? Kill somebody, somebody kill you or you go to prison. Either way, they're going to salute you. They're going to respect you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Put my name on the wall. That I'm good with that. You know, if I'm in prison, you know, just remember me, that type of stuff. Yeah. And and we're raised to think that it's okay. No, you know what I'm okay. saying? It's mentally, it's not okay. Because when I was, um, when I started tattooing, I was so crazy, bro, because... My my brother, he was tattooing with a homemade gun, you know, because my brother, he tattooed before me. So it was funny because every time he's tattooed gun, bro, like, that pinche needle salía volando, boom! Like, what the fuck? Like, homemade tattoo. Right in the middle of a tattoo. Yeah, 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 boom. He just fucking put it back and still doing tattoo. so... He'd been to prison before, hadn't he? No, no, no. Oh, okay. He took it in the street. Oh, okay. He took it in. He, Sometimes he, the streets are like prisons, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When the homies come home from prison, they teach everybody in the yeah, neighborhood, yeah, look yeah. what I did. But he always got, he, he always liked drawing some Oh, okay. Like he was already skilled so, the yeah, artist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, man, so, real quick, man. This Bucanas tastes good. Oh, this is yeah, the first bro, time. Salud, man. Salud, man. man. Salud. Hey, this is the first time I ever had this. It tastes pretty good. Salud, my Salud. Cobra, all them brothers out there, man. Much love to y'all. So, mi carnal estaba tatuando a un a un a un a un amigo. salimos temprano de trabajar, y fue es la first time I touched the machine, bro. Because before, people like ask me, hey, you wanna, you can you tattoo me? I'm like, no, I can't tattoo you because uh, I don't know how to tattoo. But uh, my brother, he's the one that do do it. So. That day, my bros, he got so drunk, bro, and I start like, uh, you know, like, hey, you wanna, you wanna finish it? I'm like, I don't know how to use it, I don't know how to do it. And he asked the guy, hey, you, you want legend to do it? And I said, he's like, yeah, why not? He was <laughs> sure, fun, go ahead. He never did it before. So, hey, let me do it. And I, I do the what it was a, a pickup. So I, I draw the tail. And I'm like, oh shit, it's so, it's so easy. That looks easy to do it. So uh -huh. I started from there. This is the first time I touched the machine and then I started like a, get scared of that, doing mess it up, so mess up somebody. Pero de ahí empezó y después... How uh, did it come out? How did that tattoo come out? The lines that was good, but the interesting is that was the second one. The second okay. one, there was a guy, he came from Battle Creek. And he's like, hey, I want to get a tattoo. I'm like, no, bro, it's not me. It's my brother. It's not going to do it. But my brother, he was not here. He was in Mexico. So, okay. So, you didn't want to miss out on that he's money. Like, he's like, hey, 
do that tattoo for me. I was like, no, bro, I don't know. And he saw, get bring some beer, bring some shit, you know. Yeah. Get some, get some, get, get some party time. He will tattoo me. I'm like, no, bro, I got a machine, I got that in, but I don't know how. He's like, go ahead. And I'm like, what do you want again? He's like, the Virgin Mary in the whole bag. I'm like, what? It's not, I'm not ready for that. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes in life, you have to get the opportunities. Take advantage of Take it. Take advantage yeah, sure. of the opportunities because no, nobody can give you the opportunity. I say, fuck it. He's already like, like he wanted and he's... El, el quiere, el quiere, quiere, quiere agarrar el tattoo, pues fuck it, I do it. No me lo guay, I do it. Yeah, yeah, you let him be ice. Yeah, oh, fuck it. Want. Okay, I got you. I got you. And so, what was it? So Virgin Mary in the back. The Virgin Mary the back, on the whole the back. back. Yeah. Dang. I'm like, and then he come like a, in two weeks, and I see that tattoo, I'm like, oh shit, I'm good for that. I'm like, really, really, the shit didn't come out good. I'm like, so, so, but... And <laughs> you had you had to do something. Was he happy with it? He was happy. He was one of more roses and stuff like that. Okay. And I That's start cool. getting more like you know into it, and I start getting more like um, dando me retos yo mismo. Okay. I can Did do. you ever tattoo yourself? Yeah. And because you know what's crazy is is like like they say like mechanics always have the worst running cars. And like the best tattoo artists always have the worst tattoos on them. Yeah, you know what I'm sometimes. And they always say, yeah, it's because I practiced on myself. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you can tattoo it out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy, bro, because I knew all about you before I had ever met you. I, uh, My brother, you had did some work on my brother, on my brother Zoe. And uh, he used to come up when I was in the prison and he used to come up on the visits and be showing me. He's like, man, my boy Cruz did this. And he had all the Aztec art. I was like, damn, that's sweet. You know, I was like, let him know I'm coming home. And one day I want him to hook me up. And then here it is, my bro, my brother Slick come home. You know what I'm saying? And and here it is. He introduced me right to you. You know what I'm saying? So that was definitely a privilege getting to know you. But seeing this brother come home, because this was my man's. And I got some tattoos from him too. You know what I'm saying? While we was in the joint you, you know you gotta touch him up bro so explain to everybody what it takes to make a prison tattoo gun a lot of patience bro and creativity yeah Man, but uh, remember the uh, tape players the little motors tape remember players, they took the... i like the tremor motors bro because they're bigger okay and then like you know you cut the pin use the guitar string or sewing needles yeah speak of the acrylic the acrylic ink yeah or paint we used to, we used oh yeah, yeah! Shit. It was airbrushing paint. That's what we used to use. Yeah, it was just home, yeah, homemade. We used to we, order we it through Hobby Craft. What we had at the time, you already know that. But this guy stayed busy. I remember every day I could walk by his cube and he in the bunk tattooing somebody. He got somebody looking out and everything. Yeah. <laughs> every half hour round. Yeah. yeah. So how did you get into it? Was it just for like a hustle for you or? Man, at first, like my first tattoo, bro. It was my first bunkie, bro. It was 2005. Okay. And he just used to see me drawing. I was coming from the county. I did a year in the county. Quarantine okay. and all that shit. So I used to be drawing a lot. I used to draw on envelopes, draw portraits. Um. So when I came to level four, three, 23 hour lockdowns, it does, you really got to find something to do. You're going to go crazy in that bitch, bro. What'd your first portrait look like? Like 
when I look back, it looked like, like Mickey Mouse. Like Mickey Mouse. Back then, it looked like instead of Mickey Mouse, the only picture you know you ever drew. Yeah, I was I was proud of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially when you really into it, and you know, I never really had watched nobody do one. I learned on my on my own. Well, but, you had plenty yeah. of time to, for sure. That's what it is. So, tell everybody a little bit about where you from, bro. Uh, I was born in L.A., bro. Uh, what part of L.A.? In uh, Torrance. Torrance? Yeah, in okay. Torrance, but I lived in different areas in L.A. County, Inglewood, Compton. Okay. Um, Compton, too, huh? Yeah, I got a lot of, more, a lot of my families over there. Gardena. Um, I they came said over a lot here. of Mexicans took over Compton now. Because, uh, you know, back in the old. 80s, you know what I'm saying? Back in the days, that was all, that was N.W.A., that was Ice Cube. Yeah, I, yeah, that I was swear, when I, I went to Compton. live with my father in, in East L.A., and I swear, I kept telling him, man, I want to go to Compton. He's like, me, hope I can't get anybody out. I'm like, man, I want to go to Compton. <laughs> man, Ice Cube, he's talking about the swap meets all the time. So I'm like, man, I'm going to Compton. Because I swear Easy, I'm going to see Easy e Ice Cube. I swear, I'm go I said, I want to go to the swap meet because I know that's where Ice Cube is. I like, I'm going to see him. You know, because it was always in his music. So yeah. I really thought that they'd be there. You know what I'm saying? It was crazy. Yeah, I was there for my childhood all the way to, like, I was, like, 14. Okay. We came to, to Southwest. What was it like living out there? Even up to 14, you know, they grow up fast. Like, they grow up fast here, bro. It's a little different, bro. Mostly it's the, like, the people. Yeah. The houses. They just... What about the gangs and stuff? Because, shit, you guys start out young out there. Like, they start young here, too. Shit, by 19 years old, you already know how to spray paint. You know what I'm saying? You know, mm -hmm. you color coordinated. You know your little signs and shit. Yeah, that was that was a little more advanced in here right at the time. But, um... What, 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 um... What clique I was in your neighborhood where you lived at? In, uh, L.A.? Yeah. It was all kind of clique. bro. different, uh, blocks... Um, it was mostly all Sudanios. A lot of Sudanios? Yeah, okay. you know, it's L.A., so... They got a lot of Hondurans out there, too, right? Yeah, in Mesa, yeah. And, and the Salvadorians, they got a lot of them yeah, out there, too, right? they had a big population over there, Guatemalan, Salvadorian. Man, when I lived in L.A., bro, there was yeah, only... Mongs. Mongs and Chinos. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say. When yeah. I went to school, bro, there was no blacks and there was no whites. You were either Mexican or you were Asian. And then they didn't even talk. You know, in, Ma in Michigan, we friendly as hell. We ain't say hi to everybody. Hey, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? The Mexicans there, they didn't like me. They was like, man, you think you black. You talk black. You think you black. I'm like, man, I'm from Detroit, dog. I don't know what you want me to do. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and then I'd be, you know, waving at the Asian people. Hey, how y'all doing? They looking at me like, what are you even doing? I'm like, damn, y'all too serious around here. You know what I'm saying? But it's definitely a different culture, man. I don't know if it's still like that, but but you know to see I that back in the day. A long time, bro. But yeah, there's a lot of yeah, because you know here in Michigan like we're so accustomed to diversity, just like us, you know. Yeah, Dickie, Ben Davis, and you know. I see a lot of uh, like Northern Cali. You know what I'm saying? Like like they've adopted a lot of Black culture over there. You know, just like here in Detroit. You know, a lot of Mexicans are influenced by Black culture through music, through the way we dress, all that shit. You know what I mean? And a lot of people just don't understand it, but you know that's and that's everywhere, bro. Yeah. So, so you said you and your family migrated to Detroit. How, like, what was that like? That whole transition, that cultural change for you? It was different, bro. It wasn't. 
it wasn't like I didn't grow up over here, bro. So no, I had to adapt to it. It didn't take me long to adapt to like living in Michigan, but it was it was different though. Mm -hmm. Definitely different. It was crazy because we ran into a homie. He was a Sureño. He was from Florencia, mm -hmm. and uh, his name was Wero. And but he was straight from Cali, bro. You know what I'm saying? So when he came over here and came into the prison system. He like refused to use toilets and showers after any blacks or whites. And I'm like, so, uh, you know, a couple of the brothers came to us and was like, hey, man, what's up with your man? You know, he on some racist shit. I don't know what he on. You know, we tried to look out for him and let him get in the shower. He wouldn't go in it. So I was telling him, like, listen, bro, you got to transition. You ain't in Cali no more. Things are different over here, bro. Like, like you when you, you know, because they're accustomed to separation. You know, everybody everybody is, 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 is segregated to their own toilets, their own bathrooms, their own sinks, their own drinking fountains, their own phones, all that type of shit, you know. And, uh, you know, when he came here, you know, it's always free game, free first come, first serve. You know what I mean? That's how we go here. So it's like sometimes a tough transition when they come here and try to, um, you know, adopt to, to the new culture, you know, especially when you've been raised a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not a, so not how easy. was it for you to get along here once you, once you got over it, this way? It wasn't easy, bro. I'm, you know, like somebody just anywhere, bro, not just here, but you go to a different city. And you raise different, it's just gonna be always some people that be like, you know, they you know how it is, bro. Yeah, no doubt about <laughs> it. So, you started going to school here too, right? Yeah, yeah. I so, what it. was it like getting enrolled in school? Yeah, and then just it was nothing, bro. Just I just didn't stick with it. I didn't, mm -hmm. that wasn't my focus at the time. What was your I focus? My focus. Yeah, now that I look back, bro, I really didn't have focus. I was just doing what I wanted. You was just going with the flow. Get into a lot of shit. Um, juvenile. That that wasn't. What kind of shit was you getting into? And it's it's important to be specific because there's a lot of youth right now out there doing stupid shit, breaking into cars, stealing cars, breaking into people's houses, bro, getting high, huffing, stealing, you know, shit. car. this is what I'm saying. Like, like we need to have these conversations and the only way we can do it is when we, we be specific about the, the, the trial and errors and the mistakes that we made when we was younger, the belief system, because this whole podcast was created to make change, you know what I'm saying? To, to change growth through our stories, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we're the big homies, bro. We done been through, you know, all the shit, the good, the bad, the ugly, the trials, the errors, you know what I'm saying? And 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 now it's our it's our responsibility to pass on that knowledge, bro. You know what I'm saying? To our community. You know what I'm saying? Because we're a source of knowledge. That means we're a source of power. Our stories are impactful. Yeah. And that's why it's important for us to be specific about mm -hmm. the things that we went through. Because there's some a youth out there. There's some parents that are struggling, don't yeah. know how to get through to the kids. It's it's the youth out there trying to figure out if nobody understands us. Yeah. Well, we understand you, bro. We listening, we here for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, y eso, eso de tratar de sacar como los morros de meterlos en el, en el arte, en lo, sacarles el talento, bro. Yeah. Es que we have to find the talent of the kids, bro. Yeah. Nobody can, nobody can find it. Bro, have you ever been to the DHDC where I work at? No, no. Oh my God, listen, you guys got to come to the DHDC. Bro, when I went there, I we got to take him, bro. I tell him, isn't it amazing there, bro? Like the whole... The whole building is airbrushed. I mean, it's urban. It's all, it's cultural. All Mexica art, every Azteca art. Like, it's really dope, bro. I'm definitely going to give you a tour there. It grew a lot, bro. Back in the day when I went, 
I had to go. They made me go. You know, for coming from juvenile, they had the DHTC staff. Damn, for real. Out and mm. everything. Yeah, so, wow. No, Damn, I didn't know that, bro. Yeah. So you got some ties to the DHDC. They thought try to help me stay out of juvenile, but I had it came where I had to attend services, community service. Um, and it's crazy because you wrote the DHDC a letter, and and they sent it to me because they they're like the support letters, bro. So yep. thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, and the DHDC staff. No know? doubt about it, bro. And they were like, they were like Nino. They was like, uh, they were like, we got a letter. You know what I'm saying? Because they had me working with returning citizens. So all the letters that came in from prison, I had to go through them and be able to respond to them. And then it was him. I was like, man, this is my brother. I got him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so we hooked him up, wrote some letters and recommendations all that man that was definitely a, a blessing for me to be able to do something like that bro to help you and 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 to see where it got you bro you right here you home bro and you living good you know what I'm saying and we're going to talk a little bit about what you got going on and and uh, you know closing old chapters starting new chapters you know what I'm saying stuff like that Sure, but um i love the shop bro like if you guys ain't never been to aztec tattoo i mean detroit aztec tattoo like you gotta go there like it's so sweet up in there man like, I go there, there's just so much to look at. I'm over here, I'm over there. I'm like, man, it's so dope, you know? Yeah, some people that I see, it's closed. It's not closed. It's just, we close the, the front part because we want to know who get in and who get out. It's hard to to have people just to come in and, you know, like, you don't ever know who get in. Yeah, just because of the lo location where yeah, you're at, you yeah, know, yeah. Michigan. What's the place next to you guys? What is it? It's the street club. Uh, the Sting. The sting. What is it called? Okay, the Sting. Rincon Tropical. So you got Rincon Tropical across the street, and then you got your 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 tattoo shop, and then you got the Sting. So you guys got a lot of action. A lot, a lot of action. action. Yeah. Listen, you I was I was in there the other day. He was showing me the bullet hole that went through the oh, window, yeah. went through the couch, and went through the counter, bro. Yeah, yeah. They, they go like through. I said, man, that's so sad. What if somebody would have been sitting in that chair, bro? Like yeah, that man. real life, somebody would have been yeah. dead, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? No, and the other day we were, we are uh, he was outside with the dog and. Uh, he was chilling and they started like shooting and I'm like, I'll get out to watch it and uh, I see something here in the wall and hitting the floor. I was like, damn. Oh, shit. But we don't see it, but we find it not uh, different day. He was like, oh, yeah, look at this. I know. He showed me you guys had it uh, as, as souvenirs. Oh, you guys yeah, saved bro. We, we collect everything, bro. <laughs> I know. It looks dope in there, though, bro. It's... it's it's my it's a collection they thanks to everybody bro to bring me something they see and oh you like this yeah bring it I so that's me so everybody's contributing yeah, yeah, to yeah, that yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's not like you bought everything no, like no, people no. see what you into and they're bringing you gifts no here, yeah bro. Bring, you know they, they go to mexico and bring, bring me something you know whatever brothers I appreciate all the people. That Who did come. all the airbrush and the art and all that there? We, me and Matt, we we both. I do the design, the whole design around, and I still have to finish it, the whole thing. I'm not done. Okay. And uh, me and him, we do it both sides. That's so good. it was cool. It was cool. So what's it like working with Slick, man? And what oh, was it like for it. you to transition from the prison gun, tattoo gun, that's made out of a pin cap, a needle, and a, and a motor out of a tape player, or, or trimmers, zip you know, ties. zip ties yeah, and done. shit? But now to transition to that, like, what is it like? That was the best experience, bro. It's, it's a big transition, bro, from 
working with what you got to something professional to you know professional teacher good mentor okay how long have you known Cruz for um I, like just like you bro i always heard of Cruz, bro Cruz yeah. of the whole neighborhood so, yeah no doubt um, always wanting to cruise look at his artwork like people's artwork that done by Cruz. Uh -huh. nice to be like man I, I happen to know somebody that knew Cruz and I, they, you know, they were holding me down. Um, I would tell them like, no, I'm not, that's all I'm gonna try to do when I get out, bro. I'm gonna get out there and start tattooing, see if I could, you know, just get out there and do what, you know, what I'm doing in here. You already know. That's yeah. all I used to do, bro. Yeah. Make that money. That's how you survive too, though. Survive. You know what I'm saying? And, and when we didn't get the money orders in, I'm like, slick. That's what that dude to do. Cause yeah. I hungry. Yeah. You know, it's therapeutic. Bring them out of chat. Going through everything that <laughs> I go through in there, and you know, being away from out here, and uh, it's just a way to stay focused on one thing. Yeah, it's art. Like a lot of people do. It's just, like people come. It's ink therapy. It's ink therapy. Yeah, they come yeah. over there, get tatted, go through the pain, and you know they sometimes they cry a little bit or act like they're gonna pass out. But shit, especially some of the tattoos that mean something when they got yeah. sentimental value. You know what I'm saying? Not just uh, right outlaw here and you know fuck the world over yeah. here. But, you know sometimes you get you know sentimental so tattoos. They, they, they got emotional tattoos, bro. That like, you feel like, what can I do, bro? Isn't they're in pain? They're in, they're the you best know? tattoos yeah. to do, bro. You're doing a tattoo with some type of sentimental value to somebody, or you mm -hmm. know, like a little bit of what they're going through, why they're getting that, or you know, anything like that. I, and it's you know what, you can a lot more. You can almost compare it to like cutters. You know what I'm saying? We yeah, know a lot yeah, of people yeah, are cutters, yeah, and they do, the and same. they said, "When I feel the pain, I feel relief." Yeah. I mean, I would just suggest to avoid from cutting. Maybe Come getting get tattoos. Tattoo. Yeah, you feel yeah. the same, same sensation, the, the same endorphins or whatever it releases when you get a tattoo. Like, it's the same thing. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people who struggle with that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and I, and I just... Shit a lot, you know? Yeah, oh, a you lot of cutters. Had, you know, had a bunch of cuts and... Scars yeah, we got we got customers. They come in. They got they got a lot of cuts and wow, bro. That. I can only imagine the stories you guys have heard. Like, oh my god, we see. We, Tell me we, one of the you know maybe one of the happiest or one of the saddest stories that you know you've heard or that was most impactful in your life. For me, bro, is one day I tattoo a ba a portrait of, of the baby then. Estaba muerto ya niño. Oh, so you did a tattoo of a baby that was already baby, deceased. Was, yeah. It was the deceased it baby. Just, yeah. And it was a real picture. So yeah, you it, was it was a, a real portrait. Baby. Yeah, wow. it was a portrait, bro. And I was like, oh my God. Come on, let me see my little man. Come here, man. Let me come on. He want to be on camera too. He want to get some you action. Wanna be, you want to be? You want to be? Listen, he's the most handsomest dog I've seen him. Look at him. Come here, Bobby. Come here. What is he? What is he, bro? It's, it's she's a girl. Oh, she is. Yeah. Me. Come on. Go. Come here. Come here. She's so pretty. She's a micro. A micro bully. Man, she's out cold. She's so pretty, man. Strong too.
Yeah, yeah. So, so, she, so she's the protector. Oh, yeah, you guys got Chewy there, too. We got Chewy. Chewy, but, but is he a, a bulldog as well? He's a blue nose, a purple ribbon blue nose, bro, but I couldn't agree. <laughs> Damn, that sounds like some exotic weed you know, names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They named the dogs like they named the weeds. Zaza. <laughs> you had to pick the camera above the board. Yeah, she's a mini-mean. Yeah. We call her mini-mean. Yeah, that's cool, man. So, um, um, you guys ever listen to freestyle? You, you know that come, you know that's that's the neighborhood thing, man. Yeah, yeah we got a freestyle festival, huh? Oh yeah, you know the whole MP3, the tapes, everything up in there, every volume three, all, all the way from ninety one to ninety two. What we used to order them from? What was the place? Jail, no, not jail, Oh. Yeah, yeah. Play, man, I forgot what it was called. I don't want to remember that uh, shit either. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, man, we got so many events coming up. I'm glad that things are just slowly but surely like getting back to normal, bro. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. July 1st, like, you know, all the lifts are supposed, you know, everything's supposed to be lifted, all the regulations. Like, it just feels good, even me. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm vaccinated anyway, but whether you are or you aren't, man, it's nice to be able to walk into a place and not have to wear your mask and all that good stuff, man. Like, just, you know, getting back to normal, bro, really feels yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, it's better. Than you know, that. and then, you know, build, uh, the businesses are starting to be able to work their way back yeah. into things and get back into the swing of things. So, you know, it's just nice to see... You know, be people, all of us as as a, as a as a country and as a human race to be able to bounce back from something like so that. Really, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and it, it didn't just impact us; it impacted a lot of people, bro. And you know, a lot of people lost their lives to it. But you know, um, you know, I salute everybody that was able to make it through it, and uh, is doing good for themselves. And you know, at the end of the day, man, we all moving forward. You oh know? yeah, we need to, bro. Um, you know, I took advantage of the opportunity. I knew a lot of people were at home. You know, a lot of people are looking at podcasts or listening or watching or, you know, on the internet. So I was like, man, let me come up with this great idea. You know what I'm saying? I sat down with Jose and DJ Dan and we talked about doing this podcast thing. And it's just, you know, it's really been a blessing, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's, good, more ways that's, good. that's how we started doing anything we like, you know, this so um how long how long have you owned your business for how long i opened my i started doing in 2001 i opened my i started tattooing in my house for well like 20 years almost 20 years i opened the shop in two years wow okay yeah i just opened it and the pandemic came in and we had to close mm. it damn man damn uh, but I, I don't, I survived, so it's the, the good thing, you know? Yeah. You know, the people I was working, they left, but I, they, they come and sleep. So mm -hmm. he come to, to jail and he, he, um, he asked me for the opportunity. I'm like, I'm, I'm the person that you have to give you the opportunity to anybody. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to try and go ahead. Depends yeah. on you if you want to keep it or keep going or, mm -hmm. or stop. This is, this is the thing. And, and listen, like people really need to understand how important it is to give people second chances. You know what I'm saying? Because you never know how much that change and that opportunity is going to make and the impact that it's exactly. going to make. That's why I'm always so grateful and so loyal to the Detroit Hispanic Development Corporation because they gave me a chance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. 
They hired me, bro. I just got done doing 17 years in prison on a murder case, bro. And they hired me. They gave me a job to work with the youth. You know what I'm saying? To be a contributor, to give back to my community, bro. Yeah. And, and, and because they gave me a chance and opportunity, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like my life has thrived, the lives of others. I've impacted so many, you know what I'm saying? The networking, the connections, just the impact in general, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes that's all a person needs is, is, is for somebody to give them an opportunity, man. Man, and 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 they can go as far as even changing the world, you know. Yeah, you have to give the opportunity to, to the people. Don't matter if they don't give it to you. And when you started, because that's how I started. You, I started looking for opportunities. Some people that are, they close the door for me. And if it, they don't, they don't give me chance to show. Yeah. Just no, we can do that. But uh, thanks to my humble chico, he he uh, he do me the, the opportunity to teach me what i what i know is tattooing a competitive market like everything else like business like you know is 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 there like you have uh you competitors you have people you know is it a competitive market for me i don't like compete to nobody because i mm -hmm. only the person i compete is with myself okay Ooh, I, I like I, that I don't, I, don't, I don't like competing i like hoping everybody whatever yeah. you wanna i can teach you whatever i know but it depends on you if you wanna go grow or you go down mm -hmm. so for me it's mejor ayudar a la, a la gente you know a la raza yeah it's it, it's important to help because there was a point in time in our lives where we needed help yeah you we know need help I mean? and nobody shows or help you know because no te la dieron, no, te, no, no por eso no le vas a dar la oportunidad a la otra persona de no, de no hacerlo. It's just the thing about people who help sometimes when they get, when they take everything personal. You know, it's hard to detach from your favors. You know what I'm saying? Because when you help somebody, sometimes the help that you need ain't going to come from the same person no. that you helped along in your no. lifetime. No. You know what I mean? And a lot of people, they hold animosity and grudges in their lives for things like that. But once you get in tune with the universe and you start to realize that everything has its place, everything has its time. You know what I'm saying? The only thing you have to do is just be a good person, man. That's yes, it. Sir. Just do what is right, man. And let, and let the universe take care of the rest. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like I said, there was a point where I would help so many people that people stopped saying thank you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I say, okay, well, that's when I learned about drawing healthy boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With people because I can't stop being who I'm being, but I can definitely pick and choose what I do and how I do it and who I do it yeah. for. Yeah. You know? Slick, like, tell us a little bit about the obstacles that you went through coming home, bro, after how many years did you do? I did 16 years. Bro. 16 years, man. This was my man. Listen, when I met him, bro, like we clicked automatically, bro. Just he was such a humble brother, such a focused brother, very disciplined. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he just, you know, we we bonded, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, we we had some good times in there for sure. We tore up cotton like a motherfucker for sure. <laughs> hey bro, one one New Year's man, we man, we made about 20, 20 bottles of that uh of that spud juice, boy. We was in that bitch doing gritos. They had to send the squad in there to come get us, you hear me? Yeah, it was live, man. Yeah, for real, for real. That's we could do, bro, for you know the situation, that predicament we were in. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. So what's life like been for you since you've been home? It's been uh up and downs, bro, just like anything. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been easy, but, you know, everything that's going to come to you, it comes to you, bro. It's just a lot, so many good intentions, good thoughts. Mm -hmm. You got to stay focused and good things 
come to you, bro. I, that's what I'm grateful for, you know, Cruz. He gave me the opportunity and is teaching me. I'm still learning, bro. We're, we're, yeah, I think tattooing is never ending learning. They never stop ending, like learning. Never ending learning. And that's like life. Life yeah. itself is a never ending lesson. As long you know, as you're alive, you always learn it. You learn it through life and you learn it through death. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it, it, you just become educated. You become aware. You become self conscious. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, self conscious. Yeah. You know what the hell I mean. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, man, it's just it's a it's a beautiful process that you go through in life, man. Sí, sí. Tienes que vivir para para poder aprender. Tienes que vivir. And especially when your blessings become the blessings of others. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I said, when we obtain knowledge, we share the knowledge. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's that's a lot of times that's the problem with a lot of people is they see value in their knowledge. You know what I'm saying? And 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 so they don't want to give it away. They feel like it's worth something, or they try to enslave people who are ignorant to the facts of things. You know yeah, what I mean? And, and the thing is, sometimes the the people they don't believe you in, in you. Yeah. So yeah. because they don't believe in you, they don't give you the opportunity. Yeah. To show it, and it's that happens to me, bro. And it's like, hey, nah, I have to change what happens to me. You know. Mm -hmm. I have to give you the chance to believe. We got another artist and uh, Christian. Christian, I mean, uh, uh -huh. I tried to take him out from the streets, bro. You know, mm -hmm. he's still out of the streets, but I tried to teach him to be in the shop, to be tattooing, yeah. to take care of his talent because I see him with that talent, bro. Yeah. It's, it's just sometimes old habits are hard to break. And if you live in a community, where you can bend a corner and be in some trouble, whether it has anything to do with you or not, it's just that easy. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's like, you know, sometimes when you want to break old habits, you got to break away from the environment that contributes to oh, them yeah, habits, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and that mentality, you know? So, um, are you, I, do you got any kids? Yeah, I got, three, I got four kids. You I got four kids? And Dang, you've been busy, huh? Two boys uh, and one, one little girl. Okay. One um, is 19, the oldest is 19, uh, one they go four to 16, and the other one go to 14, and the other one is seven. So you got all teens and a yeah, seven-year-old. Yeah, okay, yeah. they're giving you a run for your money or what? And this, I go, I go through that soon. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to teach any of them tattooing or any of them interested to, in I'm it? I'm trying to, but uh, it's like I say, you know, when they told you to do something, you're like, nah, nah, nah. But you've seen it. You see the talent, but it's it's hard to date seeing. They have so know? many interests. Their minds being yeah, blown yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and influenced by so many different interests. You know, they they exploring the world, which is good, though. You know what I'm saying? Because that means they got options. Yeah. There's so many people in, in the world today, young and old, who feel like they ain't got no options, yeah. that they got to stay in one place. They got to stay at the same job. They got to stay doing the same thing. And they do themselves a disservice by not allowing themselves to grow, by not allowing themselves to explore. You know what I mean? So tell me a little bit about you. You got some kids too? Ooh, I got a baby girl. She's 18, but she's still my baby girl. Yeah, for sure. And, um, yeah. Isa. Shout out to my mamas. And, um, I got a son on the way, bro. Okay. My first son. Oh, yeah, Dad. Congratulations, so, man. That's dope, you, man. You're going to be a little slick, huh? Yeah. <laughs> my first son. He uh, is doing September. Uh, 
I look forward to that, bro. I already prepared myself for it. So you missed out on raising your daughter. So you really never had the opportunity like me to like raise my own kids. But now you got your own child now. Like, you know, so so I know that you were a different person from who you were then. And so now you do have that opportunity again to be able to right your wrongs. You know what I'm saying? And to be able to fulfill that that fatherly figure that you weren't able to do with your daughter. Now you yeah, can do it with your son. Gonna need you, bro, yeah, life, bro. yeah, absolutely bro uh, that's my main focus is right now yeah. i'm still growing in the tattooing career but you know i got i guess you, you already know cruz he's successful he's you know he's like the best example that i could have right now yeah and that plays a big part in your career. success is the people that you keep yeah. around you bro because you know there's a lot of people who will misguide you you know, and, and, and then, you know, make you feel obligated to them. And, you know, anytime they do you a favor or you just they trying to see what they can get out of you or how they can utilize you, you know, things like that. So when you come across somebody who's sincere, who truly cares about your well-being, you know what I'm saying, who naturally has a good heart and want to see you do good, bro, like you can't ever go wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I said, how can I ever feel bad about doing something good? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If, if if I ever feel bad about doing something good, then then I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you, bro. I'm proud of you yeah. because I know that things weren't easy for you in there or out here, you know, because there's a lot of challenges that people think that don't think of. They think that, oh, yeah, you get a second chance, you come home and you're just supposed to take over the world. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just supposed to be able to fall in suit. Like people don't realize, man, you go through a hell of a transition, man. I got to mentally adapt to the new world. After 20 years, you be gone for 20 years, you're coming home to a whole new world. So I got to adapt mentally. I got to adapt emotionally. I got to adapt spiritually. I got to adapt physically. You know what I'm saying? Like like it's, it's a process for everybody and it's a lot of responsibility, especially on a man coming home to a whole new different society society with a whole new different standards and expectations yeah. you know what i mean and they may be a conflict of interest with your own personal belief system you know but you know at the end of the day man i'm just glad to see that you you know stick it to the script bro because that's what's been doing good for me is just sticking to the script bro just doing the right thing surrounding Probably, myself bro. with good people man and, and you too bro because remember we're doing everything that we used to talk about in them yards yeah now you're living your dream doing what you said you would do like a man would same thing with me i'm doing what i'm what i told you that i was gonna do bro mm -hmm. you know? yeah and, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm happy for you bro and i'm proud of you man who who made the designs on these t-shirts man them boys are sweet that boy is from um indonesia uh i, I forget his name but it's, it's he designed uh, it for you yeah he designed it for me that's sweet see we got some t-shirts for you bro for me you got something for me i like it i like it like that check it out detroit okay then oh yeah my man that's perfect man thank you bro detroit aztec go get you son go get you son yeah, we'll uh, thank you, bro. I appreciate it. Soon. Thank you, bro. Thank you. I appreciate that, my dog. Yeah. One of your crew. One of... Oh, this for Jose right here. Jose. Here you go, bro. Yup. Yeah. That's the that's the man behind the scene. He did, without without him, this ain't possible, baby. Thank you. 
Yeah. So what's the future looking like for you guys? The future of the business, the future in your personal lives, like like um, you know, where are we headed, bro? What's the mission? My mission is get more people to teach more people and get like a better screw. Like a really nice crew. So I can open the shop and be like, We are Detroit Aztec. We don't matter if it's a girl, it's, it's guys, but I have to be uh fitting that crew. Not okay. just anyone fitting that no, crew. No, absolutely. So I learned that shit when I used to watch what's them ink shows, New York Ink, Chicago Ink. You know, new people try to come in and they mollywop their ass, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like anything else. You gotta be able to fit in the pack. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. And, and we we don't want, you know we we got already, you know, people to come and, and trying to be part of the crew, but uh, yeah. they don't fit. They so. can't come from the Mickey Mouse Club, no, you hear no, me? No, and try no. to try to join the big boys club. No, it's like you know, like I would say, I don't I'm not better than anybody. We are the same. We we do a lot of um, um, collaborations. Mm -hmm. Me and him, we do a lot of collaborations. Uh, Christian too. So I try to, you know, work like that, so I can teach them and then go to go well, like a get like a one style. Okay. And then if they wanna move more big, so yeah, you can get your own style. Cause you got people who are like real good at letters. Yeah, you got yeah, some people are good this. at doing color. You got some people good at portraits. Yeah. You got some people good at Azteca art. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you stick to just Mexican culture, um, or do you like? Are you or do you have diversity? No, I wanna do everything. In the one, I want to every whatever's in the crew, they can do anything. Okay, it's just like dope. oh, just go with Cruz because he's the one of the best or whatever or that one. Yeah. No, I want, hey, if I can send you to him, he can do it, the same thing like me. Yeah. No medicine color, no medicine. He told me you guys be doing tattoos at the same time, or you'll start yeah, and yeah, finish yeah. him, or you I guys. Tell me, we got Sombra, Sombra. I... What's what? Sombra. Come on, what's, what, what's the last piece you did on Sombra? Sombra. He's running from it too, bro. Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh he ain't he ain't ready for that. I can't imagine getting uh and yeah. two people working at me on me at the same time. I'll be like, hell, I'd have been fainted. <laughs> but every time I go in the shop, you working, bro. Like you stay busy, you know what Man, I'm saying? Like you work him too. Every time I pull up, he's either just somebody left or somebody coming. I pulled up the other day and somebody I want an earring or a tongue ring or something. Yeah, like no, come no, on, no, like no, a drive no, through. It's like a trap. Like the phone all is, day, all day long. That's why another reason why we got it closed too. Not just because where we're at, bro. Because we have everybody trying to come in. We got everybody doing, you know, trying to come in the bathroom or. But it's only oh, like yeah. us. It's only me, him, and Christian. It's, it's like a, we don't we don't care like a really. Uh, uh, more crew they can watch and you know like because it's sometimes we are full like really full we're and... all busy bro at the same time if somebody come in they're trying to like it's like we're working it takes focus to work on a tattoo mm -hmm. yeah and if like we got people coming in now that, that's why we do appointments okay you know, all right focus on one piece. so a lot of the people do you work with are they people who just repeatedly come back or do they word of mouth and then other new people are coming in or new people coming in i think that the shop is getting their own customers so it's like the the phone the phone of the shop is start raining 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 and start getting new people it's 
I got my customers the I the I um um I give it to him too, you know. Mm-hmm. So they can so he can work, the other one can work, everybody can work. Not mm-hmm. just me. I don't want yeah. I don't wanna eat by myself. I wanna, you know That's dope, man. Give it yeah, to them that's too, dope. Break know? bread, break bread. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I don't I don't wanna trust me, you know, I want everybody yeah and then that builds confidence you know yeah, what i'm yeah, saying yeah. because people trust you so if you refer him to me then i know that you know he's got to be good you know or or they're helping me like i started at the two you know and then when i'm finished the other one then move to the other one and i start like mm-hmm. collaboration that's there's great, a lot man. of collaboration so it's what i like you know who, who are, are are there any are, uh, tattoo artists that inspired you like me, over bro, the years like i say the first one it was chico chico was my my mentor mm. so it was bro did you know chico no oh okay he's so, from the, he's from the neighborhood yeah he, he's from the because i want to say i heard i heard of, of him i don't know maybe through you i don't know through somebody um and then i see butcher bob Darrell. bob Darrell was my, my inspiration from michigan bucharest bob Darrell. oh okay bob Darrell and uh Marshall, Don Rinshaw, Don Rinshaw. But when I started like watching in the lowrider art, I see uh, this guy, Jose Lopez, the lowrider art, the the lowrider tattoos. I watching him, watching his his drawings, and I was inspiration for him, you know, with other drawings. When I see him, he was tattooed, he was doing tattoos, man, it was man, like, Wow, it's, it's my inspiration. Yes, that's dope. And then I go to then I, and I and when they come to the tattoo convention, I go with them. You know, I hang out with them. I start like, you know, get close to them. They go close to me. They was so mm-hmm. so. They was good people. That's and cool. now I'm I'm like in the tattoo expo working with my homeboy clown. He do this piece to me. Wow, that's really nice. Who is that? It's my mom. It's your mom, wow. Yeah. That's a really nice tattoo, bro. Yeah. That's very pretty. It's my angel, so I to have it. Yeah, that's really dope, man. Yeah, so So how did you learn how to do piercings? Did he teach you or is this just something that you learned along the way? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> uh, piercings, yeah. I, have I you I pierced learned. nipples yet or anything or what? I pierced everything, bro. You even did pierced the verga también, did no, you? <laughs> He said, I pierced everything. Yeah. I'm going to take that back. <laughs> I learned through, uh, through Cruz. You know, there was somebody there before I got there. He, when I first started working there, that was mm. doing piercings and, you know, watching them and everything. Pregúntale a este vato que. ¿Qué piercing hizo el más pinche terrorífico de su vida? No, 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 no. <laughs> Hell, duh. It was the alien with a with a predator. Figure it out. Oh yeah, <laughs> for real. Damn, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, People that's come a... with some crazy stuff. Oh huh? yeah, bro, that's crazy. That was that day was crazy. Yeah, it was, yeah, um, people come and get piercings all the time. Um, that's another like we said walk-ins just so. For people to know if we trying to get a piercing we'll set walk-ins the only way we do appointments is if you're getting a tattoo we got to take measurements mm-hmm. a lot of people this shit frustrates the shit out of me bro yeah. they'll call 
and they don't know what they want tatted. I don't know what the hell. I they want, want a tattoo. What yeah, do you I'm want? Sure. I really don't know. Like I'm in the middle of a tattoo answering the phone, and they be like, "All right, what are you trying to get?" Like well, I don't know. And then what is now? Fuck. Yeah. That's crazy, man. But um, what's the biggest tattoo you've done? Have you done like any like back pieces or like the biggest tattoo that I've done? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be probably the back of Sombra Serie. It's gonna be one of the biggest ones. Okay. That's a Porsche style, uh, style tattoo. Santo, you should come. So to go from a single to go from a single needle single in prison, and now you can use multiple needles, right? Yeah. So how long did it take you to get adjusted to that, though? It took. I'm still getting adjusted with now, bro. That is a never learning. Never trade. ending. You, yeah. You you never stop. Stop learning, bro. You're... What about doing color? Because I heard that there was like a skill to doing color and stuff too. It is, bro. But like, you know, when I started doing color in, in there in prison, and mm-hmm. the inks that you use in there is a lot different from out here. So in there is, it's uh, you got to go over it maybe two, three times, two mm-hmm. different times. Out here, it's like sticks right away. You yeah, you using a mag or a round but you're using shader. real ink. You yeah, using all ink. you know measurements, paint. Yeah, and, uh, color. <laughs> oil and shit to take the chemicals out and I'm telling you, man, that shit was crazy, bro. Yeah, but but you know, guys in there work with what they got, innovative. You know, I got some of that Mickey Mouse ink on me. I feel like you need to get me together. You got some shit you missed. Yeah, you gotta get a point, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna roll up on you. But um, did you did you ever bring that uh that item? The yeah. sentimental value, my man. I'm glad you remembered it, man. Talk to me. This is my baby. This is the first tattoo gun I I get. This right here, damn, it looks like yeah. a break off a BMX bike, a brake <laughs> pad or something. Yeah, it was my first one. I have my first. Damn, this thing so looks brutal, bro. In a, in a box of the toolbox with water, so rusty, man, and it was work. How old is this thing? 20, 20 years. Damn, I was going to say, because I know technology. Look, he got a nickel on there, too. A burnt, welded nickel. I was yeah. going to bring mine, bro, but they took it from me. Contraband. Damn, Contraband. for real? <laughs> yeah. So, um, where did you get this? And is, So, this is what you started with? The My friend, the one he did, the, the back piece, the vision, mm-hmm. he introduced me to his boss. And his boss, he did tattoos before me. Mom, before but he given he given like he don't use it really. He given that toolbox with water and stuff like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I sell it to you. It's a fucking shit. They give me like a fucking a toast, toaster, a big uh, fucking power supply. Uh huh. It was so funny. Yeah, but <laughs> they want the run, they run, bro. So that's that's how it started, and it's like. It's my baby. I don't let it go. Don't That's good, one. man. That's sentimental value there, man. It's still remember, you know, when I started. When yeah, look where I you are I now. I wish I keep the other one, but the other one I give it to, to uh, a boy who want to learn tattoos. I can help you with that one, but okay. I was like, I don't, I don't know why. I don't you ain't gonna get this one though. <laughs> I get that. Hey, yeah, you don't get yeah. that one. Yeah. That's cool though, man. That's dope, bro. You yeah, know? it's something you know. I, I don't. I don't want to forget where I, where I come from. You know. Do you leave where it in the shop, or do you take that home? No, with you? no, I leave it in the shop. 
I swear it's like a museum in there. Yeah. I, I look around, I'm like, ooh, oh, look at that. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Bro, he got a we, he got a bottle of tequila. It's a rifle, bro. It's a glass rifle and it's full of tequila, bro. I'm like this tall. I'm like, damn. Yeah, that's yeah, sweet. When we gonna pop that open, man? Yeah. Look like it's a hundred years old already. Everyone open there. Well, listen, man, I thank you guys for stopping on by with us, man, and sharing your stories with us. But uh, we're gonna let you guys sign this Hall of Fame, man. You know what I'm saying? Both of you guys put your names up there, get in where you fit in, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, you guys will be part of the monument here at Lit Music Entertainment Studios, man. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.